Today's daf is daf Chof Aleph in uh, Meseches Megillah. We pick up on the very top line. Um, we are up to Ula Egra Ula Arifa Sa'agola. Also, the, the mitzvah of Egla Arufa, as we explained when we read the Mishnah, when Chas Vashon may find somebody who passes away outside of town and in between two cities, they measure which the Bezdin, they measure which city you're closest to and they call out the Bezdin of that city. And the Bezdin um, decapitates the neck of the calf in that spot. Okay, now how do we know um, the halacha of the Egla Rufa has to be done by day, morning of Simcha? We're uh, just starting, top line. Amri Rabbi Anai, they said in the yeshiva, Rabbi Anai, Kapara, Ksiv, Ba, Bikachim. It says the word Kapara when it comes to Kachim. So the same way by Kachim, we have the word Kapara, and that needs to be done by day. And Egla Rufa, it says Kapara. So we're going to learn that the Egla Rufa also must be done by day. Okay. Ulataras Metzaira, the purification process of the Metzaira also needs to be done by day. On the day of his Tahara. So again, you see the word Yon. Okay. Then the Mishnah ended off, uh, but we're not by the end yet, I'm sorry. Then the Mishnah says, The entire night is kosher for the Ketira Saimer. This is the 16th day of Nisan, the second night of Pesach. We will bring the Korban Aimer, which allowed us to, to eat from, <coughs> from the Chodesh. The Yomar Mar, the Tana taught us, Ketira Usafira Balayla Vahava Bayayim. The actual cutting and the counting of the Aimer is done at night. However, the actual Hakrava, the actual, the actual bringing it forth, um, on the Mizbeach, that is done by day. Burning of the fats and limbs also. This is after an animal shechted by day, so the fats and limbs were burnt overnight. It burns the entire night until the morning. Okay, beautiful. Then the Mishnah ended off. And the Mishnah gave us two general rules. Okay, and the Mishnah says, here's the rule. A mitzvah, which is to be done by day without having a specific time of day, you have the entire day to do it. Now, whenever you find a Mishnah use the words zehaklau, once you gave me a whole list, that means it's coming to include um, something else. Zehaklau, here's a rule. I mean, not only the list I gave you, but there's more to this rule. Okay. So it says the Gemara, When we say this is the rule, something that the mitzvah is done by day, you have the whole day, what is that coming to include? Answer the Gemara, It's coming to include the setting up of the bazichin and the removal of the bazichin. This is referring to the process of the Lechem HaPanim. We know that on the Shulchan, the breads were removed, the old breads were removed, the new breads were put in, and there was never a time, not even a, a second, where the shulchan was empty from the lechem upon him. Okay, as the ones were coming off, the other ones were moving right on. The Tanya, and it's following the pin of Rabbi our Mishnah, the Tanya, we learned in Abraisa. Rabbi Yaisi, if the Kahanim took out the old lechem upon him uh, in the morning, the Seder Sachadosha Arvis, and they put the new ones on in the evening, later on, ain b'kachlum. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Now, according to him, there's allowed to be a gap. 
you're going to fulfill the Pasuk of Lafnei Hashem Tamid. You always need the breads on the Shulchan. It's letting us know that it shouldn't be overnight without bread. But if you're going to have a few hours during the day without bread, that's going to be okay. Okay, there's a uh, beautiful, uh, a beautiful Misa brought down with the Satmar Rebbe. The Satmar Rebbe had, had, had a uh, chassid who was very, very depressed. He walked around very, very broken. He had, so the Rebbe called him over. He says, what's the problem? What's going on? What's going on? So he says, Rebbe, I do have areas. I do have areas. And, uh, you know, I, I walk around the whole day all fetching about it. You know, it's, uh, it bothers me that I, that I have a virus on my shoulder. So the Satmar Rebbe says, so the whole day, like Vosepis. He says, yeah, because the Pasuk says that you're supposed to keep your Averis in front of you, Tumid. You're supposed to constantly keep your Averis in front of you. So, you know, this is, this is my way of, of feeling bad. So the Rebbe tells him, by the, the Karbana Tumid was also called Tumid. But they brought the Karbana Tumid once in the morning and once in the afternoon. You can see that Tumid doesn't mean every minute of your day. You can take it easy, right? You can wake up in the morning... And when you go to sleep, make a shtikol chazban anafesh, you do your best to be an Ever Hashem and move on. Stop machin sugar. You can't, uh, can't drive yourself crazy. Okay, so Lefnei Hashem Tamid says the Brisa doesn't necessarily mean every second of the day. It just means it can't be overnight without, um, it just means that it can't be overnight without the lechem upon him. Okay, Viter. Last piece of Gemara <coughs> as we finish off our beautiful second parak of Mesechus Megillah. Something that is a mitzvah at night. It's kosher the entire night. Says the Gemara. Again, Nachamal. Something that the mitzvah is at night. It's kosher the entire night. What's it coming to include? And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers. Yeah. Baruch Hashem. We learned Psachim together. We're familiar with this. To include the mitzvah of eating the carbon Pesach. And this opinion that you have the entire night to eat the carbon Pesach, i.e. nowadays the Afikoyman, is coming to exclude Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria. The time we learned in the rights of you should eat the bus or the meat of the carbon Pesach on this night. Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria says, It says, on this night. And it says elsewhere, "Va'avarti beretz Mitzrayim b'laila hazeh." Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "I passed through the land of Mitzrayim b'laila hazeh on this night." What's this referring to? Makas b'chayrus, mala alon al chatzois. Just like over there, it's still chatzois as well as ben Azariah. Afkan al chatzois. So too, Karm Pesach you only have until chatzois. When our Mishnah, however, says, "Davar shemazos b'laila kasher kol alayla," that argues on this opinion of chatzois. Hadron alach akari lemafreya. Hadron Allah, Hakari Lemafreya, Hadron Allah, Hakari Lemafreya. Beautiful. Okay, Malzov, everybody finished the second parak of Meseches Megillah. And now we begin the beautiful third parak of, uh, uh, of Meseches Megillah. Fascinating conversation, particularly the rest of this daf is going to focus on Aliyahs to the Torah. How many Aliyahs we have on various days, how many took and you read for Aliyah. Beautiful, beautiful Mishnah and Gemara. Let's get going. Zok, the Mishnah. When you read the Megillah, you can either stand or sit. It's up to you. You have choices. Yeah? You have choices as a Yid. You got to hear the Megillah. That's not a choice. But you got to have a choice while you hear the Megillah. 
the standard you could say. If one person reads it, or if two people read it together, yotza. You fulfilled your obligation. Now, what's the chiddush over here? So usually we know two voices cannot be heard as one. The Gemara later on, however, is going, we're going to ask, right, so why can two people read the Megillah? And we're going to come out with a beautiful message that sometimes you could hear two voices at once. Okay, we'll wait to focus on that and what the, what the life message in it is when we get there, Bez Hashem. But take the halacha, the Mishnah as it is right now, which is one person can read it out loud for the, for the Kehillah or two people can read it out loud. Makam Shnagu Levarech Yabarech, if you're in a city where the, where the Minag is to, to make a bracha before Kriya Samagillah, you're obligated to do so. Vishalai Levarech, Lai Levarech, and if Minag is not to make a bracha, bruche, you don't make a bruche. Monday and Thursday, Kriya Satayra. And at Shabbos Mincha, there's three aliyahs to the Tayra. You cannot do two aliyahs, and you can't have four aliyahs. Okay? There's no acharein on Monday, Thursday, or Shabbos Mincha. The eight maftir of Minavi. And there's also no haftayra. The one who gets called up to Tayra makes a bracha. Before their aliyah and after their and after the aliyah. Berashi chadashim chaylos shamayit on rishchaylos cholamayit karen arba. There's four aliyahs to the Torah. Okay, we'll see why. Bez Hashem tomorrow. Why there's four aliyahs? The ein maftirin benav, and there's also no after. So whoever gets called up to Torah makes a bracha before as well as a bracha afterwards. This is the rule. If you're ever going to have a yomtif, but ever, I'm sorry, you're ever going to have musuf, but it's not yomtif. For example, rishchaydish. Rishchaydish is not a yomtif. You're going to have a musuf. So there's going to be four aliyas. Be yomtif. What about on yomtif? Chamisha. On yomtif, you're going to have five aliyas. So we're moving in. A, the Mishnah is giving us an ascending order over here, right? We're going to have three on Monday, Thursday, Shabbos, Mincha, four, rishchaydish, and... Kolamayid, five on Yom Tif itself, Yom Kippurim Shisha, on Yom Kippur there's six aliyahs, B'Shabbos Shiva, on Shabbos there's seven aliyahs, in Paichsin Mayhem, you can't remove aliyahs from them, Aval Maisif and Aleim, you're allowed to add on to them. Now there's a fascinating Shaila, whether you're allowed to add, what does it mean you're allowed to add? Does that mean to Shabbos, the last one mentioned, or does it mean to Yom Tif, Yom Kippur, and Shabbos? Let's assume right now it's all three. So it says Aleihen, Right, you're allowed to add onto them and add an achron. Maftirim bin Navi, and you also have haftira uh, from Navi. And the one who gets called up to the Taira makes a bracha beforehand as well as a bracha afterwards. Okay. Azoizok the Mishnah says the Gemara. Tana we learned in a Brisa. Masha'ain Kain Bataira. This that we said, you're allowed to ha- hear the, the Megillah, <coughs> excuse me, whether you're standing or sitting, is not true when it comes to Kriya Sater. It's not true when it comes to Kriya Sater. Okay, when it comes to Kriya Sater, the halacha is, the one who reads from the Torah has to stand. Minanimidi, what's the source? I'm Rabbi Abba says, And you stand here with me, the Amar Rabbi Abba. And Rabbi Bo says, 
if not for the Pasuk itself telling it to me, we wouldn't have been able to, to say this on our own. It's as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu stood when he taught Maishu Rabbeinu the Torah. In the same way HaKadosh Baruch Hu stood when teaching Torah, so too, to Maishu Rabbeinu, so too, when we teach Torah, when we, reach, when we read the Torah out loud in front of the Kehillah, it must be done standing. And Rabbi Bo says, how do you know about a Rebbe? He should not be sitting on top of a bed and teach Torah to his students who are sitting on the ground. How do you know a Rebbe should not be sitting higher up when his Talmidim are lower down? You should be here with me. Whatever level a Rebbe is, that's the level the Talmud should be at. Okay, No higher and no lower. The rabbis learned, so should we. From the days of Maisha until the days of Rabban Gamliel. Whenever they would learn Torah, they would be standing. They wouldn't sit down when they were learning. Everybody would be standing up. However, once Rabbi Gamliel died, illness came to the world, which means weakness. Yeah, once he passed away, so weakness and the, 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 the strength that, that came out and exuded from the words of Torah was kind of lost from the world. And that's when people started learning Torah, sitting down. Now, are you going to say, maybe we should talk about standing? Teretz is that standing we see shows proper kavod, shows proper honor to the Torah, but at the same time, it's even greater honor to know, to, to not weaken yourself and not be tired after 15 minutes, right? So you gotta just be smart and balance out what's gonna ultimately be the most kavod for the Torah. And this is what we mean when we said in the Mishnah, once Rabbi Gamliel passed away, bottle kavod ha-Torah. Kavod Torah, the honor for the Torah left because people no longer automatically Stood when they were learnt, uh, during the times of Torah. Okay. Says the Gemara Vaita. Kosov One Pasuk says, The Eshev Bahar. And um, I sat on the mountain. And I stood on the mountain. This time Omaish went up to get the Luchas. Yeah? I sat on the mountain and went up to, I stood on the mountain. I made Velaymate. Yaishev Vishayna. Maisha Bina really did both. While he was learning Torah originally, he stood. But then, when he was chazering, when he was reviewing the Torah that he learned, so then he would sit down. Rabbi Chanina Amar, Rabbi Chanina says, Rabbi Maisha Rabbeinu did not particularly stand, did not particularly sit. Rather, Shaykhe. He was kind of bowing over. He was, uh, he was leaning over, and that, according to uh, Rabbi Hanina, is the best position for Limar Atayra, because a person's expressing with their body their humility. Okay? Rabbi Yechanan Amar, Rabbi Yechanan says, Ein yeshiva, ela loshoin akava. What does yeshiva mean? He says, yeshiva means you're not going anywhere. Ikul is like holding off. He says, yeshiva doesn't need to mean your mom is sitting. Yeshiva means you're not, you don't have one foot in the door and one foot out the door. I'm here. I'm present. I'm local for the Torah. 
That's what Moshe Rabbeinu means in the Pesach when he says, I was Yeshev Alahar, I was on the mountain and I was standing. He says, no, 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 it's not a contradiction. It's not, I mean, I was sitting or I was standing. No. It means I was on the mountain and I wasn't going nowhere. I wasn't like running away. Okay, Shanemar, as it says, Vateshvu Bekodesh Yomim Rabbim. And they dwelled, but for the word Vateshvu over here means dwelled. They remained in Kodesh Yomim Rabbim for many days. Rav Amar Rav says, Rakois me umud vikashois me yoshuv. The Rakois, the easier parts of Tyra to grasp, he stood. The harder parts of Tyra, he sat for. Now you see from here an important zah. What do you see from here? More than standing or sitting, what's the purpose of standing? Kavita Tyra. But what's, so, so is it about the standing or is it about the Kavita Tyra? About the Kavita Tyra. So what the Gemara is pointing out with all this is that more than the actual physical um, position that a person's in has to be the ultimate outcome. And if the ultimate outcome is to show Kavad HaTayra by me sitting, I'm going to have a greater grasp of the Tayra. And I'm going to be able to learn more Tayra and, and focus in more and harav in. So then a person should do that despite their position. That's what, that's what uh, you, you got to do what you got to do. And that's really what the, what the Gemara is pointing out from these various opinions and pieces of advice of, of uh, our physical positions. Now, not to minimize the physical position, because obviously that's also important, right? But it's, it's, it's not losing sight of the goal. All right. Kara When it comes to Kriyas Megillah, if one person reads the Megillah out loud, Yotza. If two people read the Megillah together, they do a duet for Kriyas Megillah, also Yotza, you also fulfilled your obligation. Top of Chof Aleph, Amud Beis. Here we go. Tana. Relenten Abreisen. Masha'en came Batayra. This is not true by Kriyas Atayra. By Kriyas Atayra, it has to be one person reading the Torah. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Batayra echad, kare echad mitargim. When it comes to Kriyas Hatayra for the Kehillah. So what do we do? One person reads the Torah out loud and one person is Matargim. Now the way that it was, and uh, some people are going to be thrilled that we live in a different era, and some people are going to be very sad that we live in a different era. But here's how it was. When they would read the Torah, the Valkyrie would read and then somebody would give a drush on that Pasuk. And then he'd read another Pasuk. And the Matargim would, would give a drush on the second Pasuk. <coughs> And that's how they would read the Torah out loud. So one person read and one person interpreted. You can't have one person reading it and two people uh, being the mitorgamon. Now it seems that the understanding of it is even more important. Because one person could read it in the, in the Ashuris, in the original Hashem Kodesh, but two people are not allowed to read it for the Targum. See the, the, how crucial... The Targum is. We're kind of being a little more machmer on there. Uben Navi. And what about Haftaira? Navi. Echad Kairi. One person reads. Yushnayim Metagamin. You could have two people. Uben Vash Yushnayim Kairi. Yushnayim Metagamin. You can't have two reading and two people interpreting because it's going to get too confusing. Uben Halal B'Megillah. When it comes to Halal Megillah, Filo Asara Kairin Ba'asara Metagamin. Even ten people are allowed to read Hallel and ten people together can interpret it. All of a sudden, like, Hallel and Megillah? It's okay, do whatever you want. It seems like we're, it's leichter. It's lighter, it's easier. Like, Allah aren't it? 
Says the Gemara, my time. What's pshat by Hala Megillah will allow 10 people to read it. Listen to the Gemara, beautiful. Kivon de Chaviva. What an important message. Because when you, all of a sudden, the Chazan says, Baruch Atah Hashem, like I said, Kivon de Chaviva. And the whole Kehillah turns into Chazanim. Right? Everybody starts, ooh, the Nusuch, it's Kishmak. And then it comes to Kriyas Megillah, right? It's like, ooh, it's like you're meeting an old friend. Kivan de Chaviva, Yahave Daitu, people focus their minds, Vishame, and you're able to hear. When you love something, you hear it. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. When it comes to our marriages and it comes to our families, sometimes you can have your spouse talk to you and it's in one ear out the other. Right? You're like, I heard you. You're like, no. She's like, no, you didn't. Tell me what I said. Right? Right? And, uh, but there's too much going on. I can't. If you, when you, Zuck to Gemara, when you love something, you hear it. When you care enough about something, you could have 10 people talking at once. And we know this people are zeichet to have children or you have cousins and that, and they're in a choir, they're in an orchestra. All of a sudden, you could pick out the two voices out of 50 voices. Oh, that's my, that's my Enikul, that's my kid, that's my sister, that's that. You, when you want to hear something, you're able to hear it. When it comes to Halal or Megillah, there's an assumption that it's Chavivin on Yidin, Mamela, you can hear it. In a city where they make a bracha on Kriyas Megillah, there's a chiv to make the brucha. Amar says, This is true for the bracha after Kriyas Megillah. But before Kriyas Megillah, mitzvah, everybody agrees, you got to make the the you got to make the bracha before reading the Megillah. Damar of because Yudah says the name of Shmuel. Kala mitzvah is kulon when it comes to every mitzvah. And you make a bracha before the performance of the mitzvah. You always make a bracha prior to the performance. Now there are exceptions to this. Okay, by necessity. For example, when you light Shabbos candles. So then, first you light the candles and then you make the bracha. Because if you make the bracha of Lahadik Nerishal Shabbos, then it's Shabbos already, and now let it light the candle. So when it comes to Shabbos, so there's exceptions because if you, you need to be able to perform the mitzvah at all. So when it comes to Shabbos, first you light the candles, and then you make the bracha of Lahadik Nerishal Shabbos. By Yomtiv, you'll taka still make the bracha first because you're allowed to light candles on Yomtiv. Right? So you, you would make the bracha. But as a general rule, we do make a bracha prior to the actual performance of a mitzvah. Says the Gemara, my mashma, where, from where do we infer, where do we hear the high over that the word over, lishna lakdumehu, is, is an expression of doing something beforehand. So when it says that you make a bracha over lasiyasan, it means before, prior to the performance of the mitzvah. Amar Nachmar Yitzhak, Nachmar Yitzhak says, Amar Kra. The Pasuk says, Vayaratz Achimaatz Derech HaKikar. Achimaatz ran by the plains. Vayavar Es And he passed in front of the Kushi. You go, go, what you go in front of, you go prior to. Abayah Amar Meach is another proof that Iver means before. Vahu Avar Lifnehem. And he passed in front of them. When Yaakov was going to meet Esau, he walked in front of his family. Vivay Yisim HaMehacha Vayavar Malkam Lifnehem. Hashem beautiful. The king went in front of them, and Hashem went even in front of the king. Hashem led us into the battle. Okay, says the Gemara. 
Now that we established that when our Mishnah said that if you, there's a minute to make a bracha, you make a bracha. No minute to make a bracha, you don't make a bracha. That's talking about the after bracha. But beforehand, the zikr a bracha, because you, there's for sure a bracha, because brachas are always done prior to the mitzvah. Okay. Ask the Gemara, what is the actual bracha? Let's get into the nitty gritty. Lefaneha my mevarech. What is the bracha that we say lefaneha before reading the Megillah? Rav Sheshes made Katrazya. Rav Sheshes from Katrazya. Ikla, he went up. Lekameda Rav Ashi. In front of Rav Ashi. Uvarech. And this is the bracha that he said. His bracha was menach. Almost like my name. His bracha was menach. Okay. What's menach? Mem nun ches. What's mem nun ches? Megillah. Nun is for nisim. And ches is chiyonu. Shechiyonu. Okay. So, so uh, <coughs> three brachas. Mikra Megillah. What's the bracha? Afterwards, bracha to Hashem lekinim alechelam. Now we're going to get into a whole longer bracha. Here we go. Harabas rivenu hakadosh baruch hu who took up the grievance of Klal Yisrael. Excuse me. Vadonesti neinu and he judged our judgments. Vahanaykem etikmasenu and he took revenge for us. Vniferlanim itzerenu and he took payment from our enemies. Vamishalim gemol lecholevin achenu he took he took full payment. From all of our enemies, Baruch Ato Hashem, Hanifra li Yisrael mikol tzareim, who redeems Klal Yisrael, who takes takes uh, revenge for Klal Yisrael from all those who bring us tzaras. Rava Omar, Rava says, Hokel Hamayshia, that the bracha ends. Hokel Hamayshia, Kadosh Baruch Hu, who brings Yeshua, who brings salvation. Amar of Papa, of Papa says, I'm gonna combine the two um, opinions, and here's what you should end the bracha with. Therefore, you should say both. Well, how, how do you end the bracha? Baruch to Hashem, Hanifra li Yisrael mikol tzareim, who takes payment on behalf of Klal Yisrael from all their enemies. Hakel Hamayshia, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who brings um, all of salvation for Klal Yisrael. Period. Beautiful. Okay. Back into the Mishnah. The Mishnah then, after getting into the the laws of Megillah and how many people are, are, are allowed to read it. And the Mishnah gets into how many aliyos do we read from the Torah on any given day. So here we go. B'Sheni B'Chamishi B'Shabbos. On Monday and Thursday, B'Shabbos B'Mincha and Shabbos afternoon by Mincha, Karen Shleisha B'Chulu. There's three aliyos. Says the Gemara, Hani Shleisha K'Negad Me. What are the three compartments for? What are the three aliyahs for? What do they represent? Amar Ravasi. Ravasi says, Keneged. Three is a big number. Tanach. Rav Amar. Keneged Another reason why three is a big number. But this that Rav Shimi taught us. says, Whenever you read from the Torah, you need a minimum of ten psukim to be read. And vayedaber aylam in aminyan, and whenever the pasuk says vayedaber that Hashem spoke aylam in aminyan, that counts towards one of the psukim. Right? Sometimes you have a, you're learning chumash in school. Doesn't count. Like okay, so now now what? Right now what? Hashem spoke to Moshe. Yeah. So tell me, like, what's the point? Like, what, what, what do you tell Moshe Rabbeinu to tell him? No. 
By Adam Shomayish Neim is also a pasuk to focus on. It's, a, it's, a, it's also words in the Torah, right? So by Adaver counts towards the Torah. Hani Asara connected me. Okay. So now, why a minimum attempt took him? Now that we explain that sometimes there's three aliyahs, and the three aliyahs uh, represent either Tanakh, or it represents Kayin Levi Yisrael, what's with the minimum attempt sukkah? What's unique about the number 10 that we're representing when we give aliyahs to the Torah? Um, Rabbi Shuvah Levi. Rabbi Shuvah Levi says, Keneged Asara Batlonim It represents the 10 Batlonim in the Beis HaKneses. What does this mean? As we learned previously, every what's considered an established city, what's an established city of Tyra, when the city can afford to hire 10 men to be in the shul mornings and evenings learning Tyra. That's a city. So that Asara Batlonim Shebeis we read a minimum of 10 psukim from the Torah to show that if you want the Torah to be established and to be read publicly by the Kehillah, you're going to need to have this minion of men who are hired by the Kehillah to be there morning and evening. of Omar, Yosef says, Can I get a Saras Hadibrais? Can I get a Saras Hadibrais? Rebbe Omar, Rebbe says, Can I get a Saras Hilulim? Is connected the ten Hilulim that David Amalek says in Tehillim. Rabbi Yechon Amar, Rabbi Yechon says, connected the Asarim Amarais Shevahem Nebraelam. This ten right, Baruch Shomar Bahayoylam Hashem spoke, uh, gave an utterance, a saying, and the world came into being. So there's ten utterances. Hi Ninhu, and what are they? Vayaymer Deberatius. It says the word Vayaymer ten times in Beratius. Says Gemara, no, it's not. It says it nine times. Hani Tisha Have says Vayomer nine times. Gemara says Bereshis Nami Mamar The word Bereshis itself is also considered one of the Mamarim. So therefore, that adds us that that uh, adds us another one, and we're up to ten. Dechsev the Dvar Hashem Shamayim Nasu by the word by the words by the utterances of Hashem, the heavens were created. Uberuach Piv and by the wind of His mouth, Kol Tzvaam all of the legions in Shamayim are created. Okay, so now. What we've just established is that whenever there's going to be a Torah reading, there's going to be a minimum of three aliyahs. And we explain what those three aliyahs represent. There's also going to be a minimum of ten psukim. And we explain what these ten psukim represent. Now, how does this all come together? Because there's three people being called to the Torah, and there's ten psukim. So how many aliyahs is each, how many psukim is each aliyah going to get? What do you do? Three, four, three, 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 four, four, three, three. What do you do? How do, how do, you, uh, how do you break it down? So here we go. Omar Rav. Rav says, Rishain Shekara Dalid Meshubach. If you give the first Aliyah four psukim, that is Gevaldik. Oh, Gevaldik. The first guy should get the four Aliyahs. Shani Shekara Dalid. If the second guy gets the four Aliyahs, Meshubach. Ah, Mamash Gevaldik. The second one gets four aliyahs. Oh, the mom is the best. It's great. The mom is amazing. Yeah. Shlishi shekara dalid meshubach. Ah, the third guy gets four aliyahs. Mom is the best. Uh, says the Gemara, excuse me? What? Yeah, he, you're, not, you're not being too helpful over here. Right? The first aliyah, the be- oh, four, beautiful. Second, beautiful. Third, beautiful. All right, says the Gemara. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Itaka, the Gemara is basically saying you can't go wrong. They all, they all could have a good tasvara, good logic. As to why it's okay for each aliyah to get the four aliyahs, let's explain why. 
Rishon Shakara Dalit Meshubach, the first one gets four alias Meshubach, that is great. The Tanan, because we learned in a Mishnah, Beshalish Kupa Yishashalish Sa'in Shebehem Terme Es Halishka. Remember, there were three bas, uh, there were three boxes of three, the size that are able to hold three Sa'ah that they would remove from the Lishka by Yakosam Alephes Gimel. This is with the with the Machtis Hashekel, the people would donate uh, in order to purchase the Karbonis. They would take it out of the treasury. And when the Aleph Beis Gimel, Leida, Ezu Mehem Nitzma Rishon, Lehakir Vimena Rishon, Shem Mitzvasa Berishon. Why was it labeled Aleph Beis Gimel? First, they would take out the Aleph box for the first donations that were given. Why? Who cares what, what order was donated? Because you see, the first one donated should be the fastest one to use uh, to use for the Karbonis. So too, if you got a mitzvah over here, you do it first, you do it right away. So you give the four aliyahs to the Aleph, uh, to the Aleph aliyah. Yeah, you give him, you give the, the, the Kayin is going to receive the four psukah. If you give the second one, we also see a Milo. The Kanye we learned, all of the lamps, remember the Menorah and the Beis HaMikdash had seven lamps, three on each side and one in the center. What was the halacha? All sides of, all, all six, three on the right and three on the left, bent towards the center one. All the lamps, even though they were on the eastern and western side, they all faced the middle. And the middle one faced the shechina. You see, the center one is mamish, uh, is mamish precious. Yeah. Now, elsewhere, the Gemara lets us know that that um, it's actually the Sfarnu on the pasuk in Balayshchai when it talks about the mitzvah of Menira. Talks about how the three neiros on the left represent people who are in the world of business. And the and the Menaris on the right represent those who dedicate their time in this world to Limar Atayra. Says the Svarnu that the message of all the lamps leaning towards the center is that there's going to be many different ways we spend our days and live our lives. The main focus has to be towards the Shechina, which is right in the middle, right? So sometimes, some people are Zeichet to sit and learn Torah the whole day, other people aren't Zeichet to sit and learn Torah the whole day. But the main thing is that if you're going out to work, you got to focus on the Shechina. And you got to do it too when you're learning Torah. Sometimes you can sit and learn Torah and forget, right? You forget why we're learning or this is, this is, for, this is for us and our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So It's important that all the lamps are always facing towards the Shechina. Our whole lives should be facing towards that middle. The Achran Shekar Abra Meshubach. And if the last Aliyah gets four Psukim as well, that's also Meshubach. It's also praiseworthy. Because we know in general there's a rule to move up in holiness. So, three, three, four at the end. The Papa went to the Shul in Abi Gaiver. The Kararisha in Arba. They gave the first Aliyah four Psukim. And her Papa said that. They did the right thing, okay. Which means that doesn't mean he would have had a problem with any other uh, with the other ones, but he felt that taka this was the greatest svara. This was taka the right way to do. Okay. You're not allowed to do less alias, and you're not allowed to add alias. That's what we said in in uh, our mission. Okay. Tana, we learned in a brisa. The first aliyah 
the first one to be called up, Mivarech Lefaneha, makes the bracha of Asher Bukhar Buni. Yeah, it makes the bracha of Asher Bukhar Bala. Vahachaisem, and the last Ayla, Mivarech Lachareha, says Asher Nasanlan. Okay? That's how you read the Mishnah. When it says, um, when it says that the first one, get, the one that starts, gets called up for the bracha, and the other one ends, it means, for example, let's say you have Kayin Levi Yisrael, the Kayin is going to get three aliyahs, the Kayin is going to go up there and say, Asher bracha, mikolam, make his bracha. Doesn't make a bracha after. Then we call up Levi, no bracha before, no bracha after. Then we call up Yisrael, no bracha before, but he makes the Asher Nasan Lanu, right? Uh, for afterwards for everybody. Says the Gemara, however, nowadays, the Kulu Mubarakul Fanel Lacharel, everybody makes a bracha both before and after Kriya Satayra, Hainu Taima Tatkinu Rabbanon, and the reason why the Rabbanon did this is Gezeira Mishum Anachnosim Umishum Ha Yaitzim, because of people coming in and people who are leaving. What a beautiful message. Yeah, what's the problem? The problem is going to be you have some guy who doesn't like staying in shul the whole time. So you're going to give the Kayin Aliyah. The Kayin's going to say, Asher Bachar Banu. He's not going to make a bracha afterwards. This guy's going to walk out of shul and he's going to think there's no bracha to be made afterwards. He's not going to realize they said this later. Or vice versa. He's going to come in, uh, you know, in Mitten Aliyah's and he's not going to hear a bracha beforehand when the second guy gets called up to the Torah. And he's going to think, you don't need to make a bracha beforehand. So because of the people who are, people who don't treat what we'll say davening properly, we want to be sure that they're not going to come to uh, make a mistake as far as the halachas. You might say, who cares? It's their own fault. Teretz is. No? It's obviously, the Rabbana know better. And perhaps, dafka, when it comes to such people, those ones we need to be careful about. Because they talk, uh, you know, they talk, they're the ones who talk will never know. Okay. Rashi Chadash Bukhayla Shomayir Kayin Arba Bukhulu and Rashi Chadash Chalamayir for Aliyas. Bamine Ula Barab, Ula Barab asked a Shaila searching for information may Rabba, from Rabba. Parashas Rashi Chadash, the Parsha of Rashi Chadash, Ketzad Kairin Aisa. How do we split up the Psukim? Now, he, the Gemara is about to explain why Rosh Chodesh is a unique issue. See, here we go. What do we read on Rosh Chodesh? Tzavas b'nei Yisrael v'yomarto aleihem m'skorban hilachmi. Yeah? Command b'nei Yisrael and say to them, as korboni lachmi. My, uh, my lachem, my korban, dahavion timnaya psuke. That whole parsha, that whole paragraph is eight psukim. Hechi Nevad, how do we split up? Now we had this Gemara uh, recently as well. Here we go. Nikri trade Tlas, Tlas Sukim. Should we have three, three, Poshulei Tre, but then there's only two Psukim left for the third Aliyah. Be'in Mishairin, Parsha, Pachas, Mishlesh Sukim. And here's a rule. There's a, ready? Here's a new statement which we have not come across yet. And that is. You're never allowed to leave less than three psukim over in a paragraph of Torah. Torah has different parshios, it's broken up. You never leave less than three. And then since we have a total of eight, if we do three and three, we're, gonna, we're only going to have two psukim left. Okay, so that's, uh, that's, that's going to be a problem. Nikre Arbarba. Should we have two alias of four? So that you have a total of eight. 
But then, Pashu Lahu Shiva. You're going to have seven psukim left for the last two alias. How what are the seven psukim? Ubayim Hashabas, Havyan Trey, Bayim Hashabas, which is two psukim, Uba Rashecha Chechem, Havyan Hamisha, and Reshidash is five. Okay? So here's the issue. Hechi Nevat, what are you gonna do with this final seven? How would it be divided amongst two more alias? Nikri Trey Meha Vechad Mehanach. If you're gonna tell me um, to have the third aliyah do Uvayim Hashabbos, two psukim Uvayim Hashabbos, and one pasuk from Uvarashecha Chechem, if that's gonna be what we wanna do, but here's the problem. Ready? The same way, listen to this. The same way you're not allowed to leave over less than three psukim in a parsha, top of tomorrow's daf, ein maschilim beparsha pachas mishleish psukim. You also cannot start a new paragraph, a new parsha in the Torah by reading less than three psukim. So you cannot do two psukim from Yom Hashabbos and then one pasuk from Rosh Hashanah. You can't do that because you're going to have to read at least two more psukim. You can't just read one pasuk into a paragraph. So that's not an option. Likri tre meha utlas mehach. So maybe what we should do is like this. The third aliyah, the, the first two aliyahs will each get four. And then the third aliyah will read two from Yom Hashabbos plus three more. Well, how many psukim total were in that paragraph? Five. So if I read three into the last paragraph, I'm only going to be left with two psukim and I'm back to my original problem. Pashulahu trey. I only have two psukim remaining and we're stuck. How in the world are we supposed to divide the laning on Rosh Hashanah? That's the, Gemara's, uh, that's the Gemara's challenge over here. How are we going to figure this out? We'll hold it here for today. And Bez Hashem, uh, tomorrow evening we will pick up uh, again, starting from the bottom of, of yesterday's daf to begin our shaila, And we'll get into the answers and what we ultimately do to work this out. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody. Zai gesund.